Hello, I'm Zanele Butelezi. Welcome to China Africa Talk. More African countries are adopting China's Junsao technology as part of their efforts to eradicate poverty and tackle climate change in the continent. In this episode, I talk to experts about this Junsao technology and its impact in Africa's agriculture. We first successfully get this uh, mushroom produced from wild grass in 1986. And since then, we start to extend it to farmers. In Africa, we consider that this technology is very important and brings solutions to eradicate poverty through mushroom production and also improving the livestock sector through livestock fodder and also the entire value chain. In Africa, 30 million more people fell into poverty at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, according to the African Development Bank. Before the pandemic, the number of people in abject poverty stood at more than 445 million, or 34% of the continent's population. China and Africa have implemented a number of programs targeting poverty reduction and agricultural development in the continent. One of the programs that are being adopted by more and more African countries is Junsao technology, as they seek to tackle food insecurity and prevent land degradation. This technology involves the cultivation of grass or herbaceous, which is then used as substrate for mushroom production, animal feed, and to combat desertification, among other things. In 2017, China's Juntao technology was listed as one of the projects of the China-United Nations Peace and Development Trust Fund. In this episode, we look at what Juntao technology is, its implementation in Africa, and how it's helping the continent tackle poverty. With my guests, Dr. Lin Dongmei, Director of the National Engineering Center of Juntao Technology at China's Fujian Agriculture and Forestry University, and Dr. Ellie J. Legate, National Juntao Technology Technician Consultant and Senior Lecturer and Researcher with Soikon University of Agriculture in Morogoro, Tanzania. So let me go to you, Dr. Lin. I understand June is Chinese for fungi and the Tsao means grass. But could you explain to us uh, what kind of agricultural me- method Junsao technology is and how it was developed? Yes, uh, Junsao, it's uh, actually it's a Chinese term. Like you explained just now, Jun means fungi. Uh, fungi. Also, it's commonly we refer it to mushrooms as well. So based on this uh, direct the understanding from the word, uh, it's to use the grass to grow mushrooms. What is initially invented in 1983, uh, in 1983 to 1986, it's the uh, beginning of this technology to use grass to replace wood and oologs or sawdust to grow mushrooms. But then later on, uh, we developed this technology into a comprehensive technical system, which integrating various agricultural productions 
activities like, for example, mushroom production, feed production, and uh, fungi fertilizer, and all this based on the grass as the substrate or raw material. So that's agricultural uh, sector, but it also, this technology has developed itself into the environmental protection and also industry production, like using the grass to produce fiberboard, to produce these uh, uh, fibers for making, you know, the uh, for clothes. And uh, we also use this grass species. Um, there's a few different types of grasses we are using, not one single grass. So we use these different grasses to control the soil erosion for desiccation control and also the treatment of uh, uh, this saline and alkali soil and all these environmental protection activities. So it actually now is not only for uh, considered as a, a simple agricultural method but also an environmental protection method and also involved with this uh, industrial utilizations as well. Now, coming to agriculture, in 2020, China declared the eradication of extreme poverty after lifting 800 million people out of poverty over a period of 40 years. What role has this Junta technology played in China's uh, achievements of the eradication of extreme poverty, would you say? Yeah, this is a long story. I mean, Jin Chao, since uh, the beginning of uh, this uh, technology in 1980s, uh, we first uh, successfully get this uh, mushroom produced from grass, wild grass, in 1986. And since then, we start to uh, extend it to farmers, especially those uh, the demoted areas. So, it has been more than 35 years and uh, we were involved heavily with this poverty elevation work. And one example is it has been applied in 506 counties. And this first, the second, there's one example here. I don't know whether you've been to Ningxia. Ningxia has uh, in 19, from 1998 to 2008, within the 10 years, we have uh, facilitate about 17,500 households to get rid of poverty and their annual income increased from less than 100 US dollar to about 1,800 US dollar. So that's a, that's a big improvement uh, for this uh, population. That's uh, very, very insightful, Dr. Lin. Let me come to you, Dr. Legate. When you think of uh, the achievements that China has made in poverty eradication, as well as, you know, the strides that have been made in terms of technology and so on, what can Africa gain from this knowledge? First of all, I would like to say thank you to Fujiani Agriculture and the Forest University, specifically the Junkao Technology Institute from the same university. And uh, I would like to say that we as uh, Africans, we are the beneficiaries of Junkau technology. Uh, we have been involved in this technology, particularly in transfer and also implementation of it in Africa, where we mentioned uh, several countries like Rwanda, Tanzania, you mentioned about Zimbabwe now, you mentioned about Nigeria, South Africa, Lesotho, to mention a few. And uh, 
in Africa, we consider that this technology is very important and brings solutions to eradicate poverty through mushroom production and also improving the livestock sector through livestock fodder and also the entire value chain. And we are speaking as now uh, many countries have adopted this technology and I'll give references regarding Tanzania where people, small-scale farmers are engaged in the production of mushroom and also they are producing junco grass for livestock fodder. So you see from production of mushroom, now they make some earnings using this new technology compared to the traditional technologies. But also uh, with the livestock fodder now, at least they are producing these feed stuff and therefore their animals are not uh, loaming or free ranging to disturb or degrade the environment. So we consider that this technology is very important in income generation, creating employment and also safeguarding the environment. Dr. Lugate, you are talking about the production of uh, mushrooms. Are they finding markets where they can sell these products now? Sure. There is lucrative market of mushroom uh, in Tanzania. Mushroom production in Tanzania is growing and the market is good, uh, is promising because uh, they can sell at a price of like four to five US dollar per kilogram. And the market is there, especially in Dar es Salaam, the big cities, capital city, I mean, in Dodoma and also in Zanzibar, where we receive uh, millions of uh, tourists. And therefore, there's a good market, I can say. Let me come back to you, Dr. Lin, and uh, look at the skills. You are at the university training a number of people that come from the developing world. What kind of skills are you imparting to people that are coming from the developing world? So we measure that the students, the participants come to Fuzhou, come to our Fujian Agriculture and Forestry University, attend this training course. They have all this hands-on practical experience. So when they go back to their country, they are able to produce, they're able to do it by themselves. They are not just listening or watching, but they can do it. We emphasize the practical skills very much for our trainings uh, because uh, this technology is a practical technology. It's not for just for writing papers to publish. It's for the farmers to practice it, to grow the mushroom, to get the income. So that's why a hands-on practice is the first priority for our trainings. Uh, they also have the experience with how to process the mushrooms. Like for example, using the dryer to drying the mushrooms, chopping the mushrooms into slices, and making the mushrooms into tea, and even making them like we have our healthcare production facilities and the laboratories. So they also have some experience to see how these uh, mushroom extracts being processed into these uh, high value added products like capsules, like tablets. So this uh, has a very high market values. So they also get some ex experience of that. We also uh, bring the our participants to uh, various farms and the uh, agriculture, these uh, ginseng agriculture companies to uh, have this uh, discussion with our the farmers and these entrepreneurs 
so they understand how to operate such a digital fund. And Dr. Legate, once these uh, trainees or people that have studied here in China return to their home countries, are you seeing them being able to put into practice what they have learned? Let me begin by uh, saying that we have two types of training that we have to acknowledge. We have the long-term training where the postgraduate students attend Sifujiani Agriculture and the Forest University at the National Junkau Center to start about uh, mushroom production and the entire Junkau, I mean Junkau technology. And these, when they come back to Africa, they are working as ambassadors to propagate the knowledge and the skills that they got from Fujiani Agriculture and the Forest University regarding mushroom production and also the entire, uh, I mean, the entire parks of the technology, such as livestock fodder and also ecological restoration. As we are speaking now, the uh, impact is real uh, because some of the graduates from the trainings that we are referring here, they have uh, engaged themselves in mushroom production and also in production of livestock fodder through Junkau grass. So we see the transfer of the technology and its practice in countries and especially in Tanzania, where production of mushroom is real. Uh, I mean, production of the grass is real and also ecological restoration is real. And also there is an entrepreneurship package, uh, which we also uh, realize to these people because they know now to do the so-called value addition to ensure that there is uh, improved lifespan of the mushroom product, but also they are improving the livestock holder so that to improve the storability of it that they can use during the dry season. So I can say uh, the technology is practical and people who graduate from the training, uh, whether short term, two weeks or five weeks, or two years, if it is master's program or three programs, I mean, three years programs, when they come back to Africa, they do implement and they propagate knowledge to others. Can I just add some more information regarding the training? Go ahead, please. Yes, yes. I, I just continue to refer to the African countries. Our Jinsha Research Center has uh, conducted this uh, training course and the seminars, as I mentioned, since 1995. So all the years we have uh, trained more than 7,000 people from 44 African countries. Like Ali is also, you are one of them. And also Ali has recommended quite a number of the participants from Tanzania to attend these uh, courses. So uh, this first. And the second, uh, in recent years, since uh, 2017, we have uh, been working with the uh, United Nations uh, Department of Economy and the Social Affairs mm -hmm. to conduct uh, more workshops. Just like last year, we have held a series of uh, African regional meetings, uh, mm -hmm. seminars, uh, like in Tanzania, the National Workshop for Tanzania, National Workshop for Zimbabwe, and also for Nigeria. And very soon, we are organizing mm -hmm. an, a, a regional workshop for the African countries in Luanda. So we have uh, provided these opportunities for the delegates from Tanzania, Zimbabwe, South Sudan, and uh, Nigeria, all these countries to visit our Rwanda this uh, China Luanda Agriculture Technology Demonstration Center, uh, which has been used as an example on the training for center 
for this uh, uh, Africa regional uh, participants. So we are going to promote this uh, technology in Africa through more such uh, regional activities. That's the uh, for the training. I'm also curious, uh, Dr. Legate, who's benefiting from these projects? Is it small-scale farmers or everyone is benefiting from small-scale farmers to bigger corporations? Uh, regarding the aspects of Tanzania, I can say that the technology is cross-cutting. It's cross-cutting uh, from the small-scale farmers to large-scale uh, farmers. So the production of mushroom uh, as it is now, we can say is still uh, high under small-scale farmers where individuals are engaged in mushroom production, but also small groups like of between five to 10 people. And especially the young guys, they are uh, joining and also involving themselves in mushroom production. On the other hand, the large scale producers, especially those who are engaged with large production of livestock in the country, there are those who are in need of, I mean, a high volume of livestock fodder, because you know that the East African countries have been challenged from persistent drought. And small-scale farmers, they do not have uh, a good number of animals. And therefore, those with good number of animals are those who are considered as large-scale farmers. People with more than 500 cattle to 1,000 and the like. So they need to cultivate a grass in a small piece of land so that they can be able to support this big number of animals within a small area. The government is planning to do land use plan to allocate land to livestock keepers in Tanzania so that instead of uh, grazing freely, they will have to cultivate grass in their pieces of land so that we avoid conflict between livestock keepers and also other crop growers. So the large scales, uh, I mean, producers are now are very much attracted with the production of the grass because of its a high productivity per unit area. While the small-scale uh, are also farmers, they are interested with the grass in order to support the, the, the small number of the livestock they have, while the other people are involved with mushroom production at individual level and also at group level. So would you say being able to produce your own feed addresses the problem of cattle? It stops them from wandering around into other people's territory that also causes a lot of conflicts between villagers and so on. These are some of the things that are common in different parts of Africa because uh, a lot of uh, families, especially in rural areas, are farming families. It is true that one of the intention of bringing Junkau technology in Tanzania is to address uh, the so-called uh, livestock keepers and the crop growers conflicts. So we see and consider that this technology will also be uh, as a solution to tackle uh, this long uh, living challenge. And it has been uh, received by the uh, decision makers, the politicians, because through the awareness creation, uh, through the seminars that uh, uh, Domain tried to uh, mention about, we also involved the decision makers, the policy makers, the politicians, the researchers. So we all consider that this technology will contribute to solve the issue of conflicts between the different land users, and especially between livestock keepers and the crop growers. Dr. Lin, let me come to you. The climate, ecology, and farming practices in Africa differ from those in China, if I'm not mistaken. So how easy was it to introduce uh, Juntao technology in Africa? We tried to modify 
our technology to a very simple way to enable whoever, whether you are the elder people or you are, you are the women which has no any education background or you are the young students or even the kids who are able to, when they see it, they will understand how to do it. Uh, when they when they start to do it, they will be successful. So we simplify this technology to some, something. It's a very easy to understand and a very easy to operate. In this way, to en enable more people to participate into these Jinchao uh, mushroom productions and the Jinchao like feed productions, that's very important. No matter uh, what kind of the climate or the ecological conditions. When we provide this uh, solution, we, we need to think a very practical uh, solution for the local, for the local people. That's first thing. Our uh, second is like we were the most frequently asked question is, are they eat mushroom? You want to promote uh, this uh, Jinchao mushroom production, but they don't eat mushrooms. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, we have to explain to them that it's not they don't eat, it's the people there, they haven't get the chance to eat good and uh, affordable, um, the mushrooms at a good the quality and the, at affordable price. So once they get the chance to eat it, they will like it, they will love it. And then, then there are more people will grow the mushrooms. So we can actually educate the consumer, the habit, right? The consumption mm -hmm. habit, and it's very important like what Ali is doing in, in Tanzania and to teach people, to promote, uh, make a market awareness. So all this, actually, we, we need the local wisdom. We need the local input to make this uh, technology adapt to the, adapt well and also develop better. Dr. Lin raises a very important question here of uh, whether Africans eat mushrooms. Uh, Dr. Legata, do Africans eat mushrooms? The background of eating mushroom in Africa is not a new science, uh, but domestication of mushroom is a new science. And so is uh, we have a baseline or we have a place where to start. It's, it's just convincing now them from eating wild mushroom and now they'll have to start <laughs> consuming domesticated mushroom. And so it's not difficult just to make a linkage that you used to eat wild mushroom and now you have to domesticate mushroom and eat it from your farms. And if you discuss with them, which means it is easening the availability of mushroom throughout different seasons, rather than depending on some of the seasons of the year, especially uh, at the beginning of the onset of rain and maybe at the ending of the rain, of which it is more than, uh, it's not more than five months a year. And now it's easier for them to continue getting mushroom uh, or consuming or getting mushroom, mushroom throughout a year. So that is a good uh, opportunity. And another thing uh, which is setting us a good uh, starting point is that uh, while Junkau technology has been piloted in China and implemented in China, Dr. Domen referred that China is very diverse, is having different ecological zones with uh, the diversity of culture and the like. So you see the large, the size of China is relatively compared to the large, the size of Africa. So the diversity of the agroecological zones in, in Africa is also advantage 
to the adoption of this technology because this technology is having wide adaptation to different agroecological zones. We have already uh, supplied the juncal grass from the coastal zone of the country to the highlands in the north and the west and also to semi-arid regions in central part of Tanzania. And in all these places, the grass is responding well, except that during the dry season, at least we have to irrigate in order to ensure that at least the uh, production of wheat it is uh, kept constant. But the wide adaptation of the grass is also advantageous because it is growing in all different agroecological zones in the country. And so uh, we have the potential as Africa, diversity is concerned with different ecological zones, but also we have a good platform because we used to eat wild mushroom and now we are turning to eat uh, cultivated or domesticated mushroom. And the response is positive and is, is widely accepted. About 38% of the population in Africa lives under extreme poverty. So are you confident that we'll be able to also say one day we've eradicated poverty? Uh, I can say that uh, Junkau technology can be one uh, of the sets of the technology that can contribute to eradicate poverty, given the reality that if people will be engaged in mushroom production, automatically they will be making income and also uh, generating uh, employment. But also uh, the engagement of livestock fodder, as we say, it is another area which is also very important. If we continue with the speed that we have in promoting this technology in Africa, we will contribute to eradicate poverty given the reality that there is mushroom business, but also livestock business. But when you improve livestock feed, you are also improving the byproduct of livestock, that is milky and beef. And you know now many countries from uh, outside Africa, they want to get these food byproducts or livestock byproducts from Africa. The most important thing is that we are challenged from the sustainability of feeding practices that our animals are emaciating. So the quality even of beef or quality of meat is compromised because of lack or shortage of livestock fodder. So if we have sustainable livestock fodder through cultivation of juncal grass, we will improve the livestock sector and also the livestock byproduct. And therefore we will contribute to improve uh, the income of the livestock keepers, but also those who will be producing mushroom will be also be earning from that and also job creation. And something we must mention in this discussion is about Junkau technology being easy technology that can be practiced by the youth, but also can be practiced by the women. As we wrap up, Dr. Lin, where do you hope to see the application of Junkau technology in Africa in the future? The application potential in Africa is a uh, huge and it's a very promising because uh, when we look at the Junsa technology, it's uh, actually uh, not a single technology. It's more a comprehensive solution for sustainable development. So if you look at the 17 sustainable development goals mentioned uh, brought by the UN, these uh, SDGs, you, look, you compare it with our Junsa technology projects. We can facilitate 13 SDGs among all the 17 SDGs. So mm. that's a indicator for the potential of this uh, Junta technology. And that's why this technology is welcomed by the, uh, the African countries. 
And we know that African you have you have the big population increasing this labor force, and it's a very young population. And African has a um, big land which hasn't been really utilized very efficiently. So that's a big potential for the productivity, the production capacity for African, for the large scale production planting of ginseng uh, uh, grass, for the mass production of uh, mushrooms, like many, as Dr. Eddie says that, the domesticated mushrooms, the consumption of these domesticated, uh, domesticated commercial mushrooms hasn't become very popular yet. So there's a big, big potential, the big uh, mm -hmm. room for, for, the, for the market to develop. Dr. Lagarde, what kind of support is needed from governments in Africa to ensure the sustainability of such projects? I think to maximize the impact of Junkau technology in Africa, it is important to create and uh, to create the enabling environment that supports its implementation, and this can be achieved through uh, creating uh, financial and technical supporting schemes so that people they get engaged and to ensure success and sustainability of the technology. This can include issues which are related to financial incentives, technical assistance, and also training programs. We must put them uh, in place. And another thing that can be done is incorporating Junkau technology into our national agriculture development strategies or agenda. This will help to ensure that the technology is integrated into the broader national agricultural landscape and it will receive the necessary support and recognition from government agencies. That is something which is also important. But another thing is to ensure that we continue providing participative advisory services capacity building, and by combining farmers' education, what is really existing with the success of information sharing, advisory services, so farmers will be equipped with the update information, integrate their traditional analogies with the new technologies and new knowledges that we have so that at least we can move fast. So by addressing these areas, I think uh, the potential benefits of Junkau technology can be maximized and its impact on sustainable agriculture can be reached or fully realized in Africa. There is already a plan in place where we receive some support from the Chinese government to support the implementation of Junkau technology in Tanzania. The program of poverty eradication and agricultural development is one of the nine priority areas of implementation for Africa and China. At the 8th Ministerial Conference of the Forum for China-Africa Cooperation in Senegal, China committed to establish up to 10 poverty reduction projects for Africa. The Asian country also pledged to deploy to the continent 500 agricultural experts, as well as set up China-Africa centers for modern agro-technology exchanges, among other programs. Well, that's how we end this episode. And let me thank my guests for a very insightful discussion on this topic. Dr. Lin Dongmei, Director of the National Engineering Center of Juntao Technology at Fujian Agriculture and Forestry University. And Dr. Eli J. Legate, National Juntao Technology Technical Consultant and Senior Lecturer and Researcher with Soikon University of Agriculture in Morogoro, Tanzania. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please share it. And don't forget to subscribe for access to more episodes. Until next time, goodbye.